that's what this race has has that feeling where it's like you're gonna see life is good you know cruise on the front end here comes olympiad with that big run you know uh you know pratt's got the you know is, is riding on, on hot rod here we go like here's the stretch run and actually, i got chills right now thinking about it i mean i think it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be that kind of race there were these two racing dudes named aaron and jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it started a website where players go to see all their picks the goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk they put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly make a website where the expert picks are freer than willie from a racetrack veteran to just a beginner there's one place that you want to go to find you a winner as a matter of fact i want to hit the exacta there's only one site that so keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. It is Thursday, August 4th. It is Whitney week. What's up, man? What's up? How are you? You sound good. You look good. Your internet, your internet troubles must be in the rearview mirror at this point. Well, we're cautiously optimistic for this show. Uh, this is the first time I've been where I'm supposed to be in four or five days. So far, everything's good. I think we're good. But hey, it could pop up at any time. So that's what she said, by the way. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens here. But yeah, good I'm very happy to be within my New York studio, so to speak. Oh man, you know, I just in the, in the nick of time, you're about ready to leave and you finally got the internet situation figured out. So, yep, it's great. Love it. Love it. I, although, uh, I was yeah. hoping, I was hope, I was really hoping we'd have Starbucks in the background tonight. Uh, I, I went over to the sister's house uh, for the for the daily show, didn't work. Call Magic, be like, hey, like, I'll be at Starbucks in 10 minutes. And so, I was there again <laughs> today. Um, but no, I, I, I don't know, like us and I'm not going to say much. It, we, it may not be in the rear view mirror. We may, uh, we may have more Starbucks in our future, but, uh, as of now we're good. And listen, I'm in a great mood. The Rockets hit the late pick five for $705. The free late pick four on the Rockets hit for 187 at Saratoga. Uh, three winners at Del Mar, four winners at Saratoga. Listen, I'm in a great mood now and I've got internet. So what could go wrong? Well, I mean, winners, winners takes care of everything, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yes. yeah. you can have a shitty day of no internet, but if you get that uh, pick five home or whatever, then who cares? You don't internet, you know? It's it's crazy what's happening at Saratoga. Like the pick five paid $705 and you had art collector in it. And it's not like no long shot really won it uh, in any of the five races. So it's like, gosh, that I feel like I stole something with that one, you know? Uh, so I don't know. Maybe people didn't single arc. I thought he was an easy single, but I mean, obviously what? he wasn't. He won it like an easy single. I mean, he yeah. just kind of, he just kind of cruised along there. That was, you know, defend, defended his, uh, uh, his title there. I, you know, I didn't think it was, you know, I, it was like the easiest exacta ever to hit. I feel like, cause I just yeah. never, those two ran one, two, the whole way around. Yeah, and it's just like he, you know, Mass Parade wasn't good enough to get to our collector, and nobody else was good enough to get to Mass Parade. And you're right, it was like a merry-go-round. It's like watching the carousel in downtown Saratoga just go around and around. And <laughs> there was not going to be any changing in those positions. So 
yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, a formful uh, stakes today for sure. And that could be a theme, maybe not on Friday. Well, Golden Pals running tomorrow, so maybe so. But uh, there's a lot of formful looking stakes that we're going to talk about on this show. Yeah, and uh, not to get, you know get ahead of ourselves here because we obviously have uh, we'll have, we'll get into our picks and all that stuff. But yeah, I kind of got that feeling too. When you look at you know you look you know, the test looks very you know very formful. Matreya looks very tough. You know, Warlike Goddess looks very tough in her race. You know, even in these races that might be fun and competitive, they still seem like very formful. You know, it'd be pretty surprising to see someone not named life is good or Olympiad or I'll even throw in hot rod, um, win that thing. And that, you know, so it does definitely has that feel, but that that's, you know, when the good horses are out, that, that tends to be the case, right? That's right. Yeah. That's kind of been uh, the case when you see these big days, especially on the Naira circuit. Uh, it's just hard to beat some of these horses, you know, we complain about short fields, but I mean, when you get Maturaya, warlike goddess, life is good at Olympiad, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to go up against those horses right now at Saratoga on the first weekend of August, you know. Um, but listen, I, it's going to be a hell of a day. Uh, I, I'm pumped about it. Uh, if you're not, I'm sorry, but I am. And I think it's going to be, I think it's, I mean, these are showdowns. That that Whitney, oh, we'll get into it. It's going to be a big time race. Oh, it's, for for what it is, you know, considering a smaller field, people want to bitch about it. It's got it's got big time potential to be the a race that we'll be you know be talking about all year. As far as you know, because you know, no, it's not just that. You got, there are horses that are legit classic contenders as well. You know, it's a classic. You know, winning your end. Um, so it's it's a race that you could see a very pivotal point for a lot of these horses. Olympiad and Life is Good and even Hot Rod. Can any of these horses break through here and win and yeah, we'll be talking about it all year. So it, it has the makings of a, you know, you love these kind of races when you have the really good fast horse and you get that really, really good stalker closer or whatever. And you have that here with Olympiad and life is good. We know there's no secret there. Life is good. It's going to be on the lead and Olympiad's going to try to do his thing. And that, you know, it's what we always look for, right? When you hit the top of the stretch, you say, here we go. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really going to be something. I was sitting here thinking today uh, as I was kind of finishing up the guide, is this a better Whitney than last year's? And I think it is because I think while last year had the star power, I think you and I, when when we went to that race, we were like, yeah, Mixco's going to murder him. Here it's like, I don't know, like there's a better challenger for that favorite. I think life is good as that favorite, obviously. But I think Olympiad is a better horse than Maxfield and can challenge where Maxfield really couldn't challenge Nick's go. But, you know, that was a great race last year, too, because you had Silver State, who was on that long winning streak, including a Met Mile win. And you had the yeah. Philly Swiss Skydiver. But, you know, now you got a Hot Rod Charlie. You got a horse like Happy Saver. I think American Revolution is going to scratch. So, uh, but it's last year it was a great race and produced the British Cup Classic winner. I would not be shocked one bit if it produces another one this year. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, lots to talk about. Any any thoughts before? Obviously, um, I don't. You know, we have a huge show here. We got Whitney. We got you know Saratoga Derby, the Oaks, um, a couple of Breeders Cup winner ends. But any thoughts on last weekend's Jim Dandy? Of course, the yeah. Curlin. Uh, you know, we saw Artorias just dominate that race. Looked really, really good. Obviously, heading to the Travers, and then Epicenter kind of redeemed himself a little bit from the from the Preakness and uh, the Derby and, and, and looked really, really good in, in the uh, Jim Dandy. 
kind of the, the three-year-old we talked a lot about that three-year-old situation did it did it clear anything up for you or are you just as confused as you were before no i mean i i did i do think it cleared uh some things up I, it was a really just a lot of fun to be there for those uh races you mentioned the curling and the jim dandy uh the curling definitely was one that got me up out of my seat pumping my fist because we all really liked artorius and he ran fantastic you know the time wasn't like as fast as say the 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 uh you know Jim Dandy and he didn't get a flashy number buyer wise but man he did that so easily right like it's like yeah okay maybe the time wasn't as fast as Jim Dandy the buyer's just a 95 but man he did it like a horse that looks like he's got a big future so excited about him and see if he can make that step up epicenter he was just fantastic there's no other way to put it he was fantastic in the jib dandy tawny port we kind of knew what he was going in we thought and he kind of ran like it you know he's he's good not great zandon it just kind of seems like he just can't finish the deal um he had every chance i would take a big black marker and draw a line through early voting and i realize if you watch that race from home you're like what are you talking about that's a dumb comment if you would have seen him before the race you wouldn't be surprised by how he ran. That was one of the bad things about it. Uh, immediately when he crossed the road and came on to the path to get to the paddock, I was standing right there. And we liked uh, – Sylvain was with me. I met Syl Sylvain uh, Saturday. And uh, Ricky was with me. We looked at each other and we're like, oh, God, he looks bad. Because the, the other three horses in the race look like superstars, right? Mm -hmm. And early voting never picked up his head. His head was like this the whole time. So uh, I'm following him all the way to the paddock. He never picked up his head, never picked up his head in the paddock. Jose Ortiz was holding the reins like this to, to hold his head up in the post parade. Yeah. I don't know what was the matter with him, but I looked at those guys and said, there is no chance he's winning. Like, he looks awful. Uh, so I draw a line through it. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know when we'll see him again. But uh, anyway, bottom line, Epicenter looked great. Uh, Zanon looked good, which is how he's always looked. And I thought Artorias is an up and comer. And by the way, Jackie's warrior was worth the price of admission on Saturday. That was, that was awesome as well. Yeah. He's, he's a beast. And uh, there was comments afterwards as well um, from Chad kind of commenting on. It's, it's funny. Obviously I had the benefit of talking to you and knowing that being there, but he had made some comments after the race about how he early voting had some, he wasn't happy with how he was before the race. And I don't, you know, it, like I don't. Obviously, you know, we talked about this a lot last week. We're like, he's not like he already has his hand. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to run this yeah. horse in this race if he's not ready. So clearly, some you know, it wasn't he. He wouldn't have ran him if he was going. You know, if he looked like that. Um, so something happened that day or right before the race or whatever he didn't like, but. He ran, yeah, he ran like shit too. I'm not, I'm not claiming to be Maggie Wolfendale or Acacia. I'm not at all, but I've been around horses long enough now and seen them come in that paddock and seen them walk down, you know, that road to get to the to the paddock. And I know when one doesn't look right. And he looked awful. And you're right, he was doing great. That's why he was in the race, because he was doing so good leading up to the race. He looked awful. It, it, Jared, it reminds me of when we, when I, when we, I'll say because you, you were at the uh, at the Kentucky Oaks when we saw Secret Oath and we knew we were fucked because we didn't have her. This was the opposite. I saw Larry voting. I was like, well, I'm done. Like he has no shot. He looked awful. Even when he got out to the lead, I was like, there's, he's not. It's not gonna happen today. Like he just looked terrible. That's interesting. I didn't see the the comments from Chad, but it's interesting that he said, hey, he was he was not good. 
Well, and they're also uh, they're saying that the, the, the Travers is still potential for him. Um, I, he seems more likely for the Travers than Zandon does. Really, it sounds like. I feel like if he enters the Travers, and I mean, keep your eyes on him. If he's spunky, so to speak, I don't know if that's the right word or not. But if he say he lifts his head up, okay. <laughs> I would not be afraid to play him back because that was not him at all. And I realize if you just watch that on television, you're thinking, well, that this is a really just a crazy comment because he got everything his own way. He should have won, right? If you saw him in that paddock, you're amazed he finished. He was so horrifically bad looking. And again, I, I don't know what was wrong. with. Obviously, physically, nothing was wrong with him, right? But I don't know why he would. Was he hot? Was he just upset that day about something? I have no idea. He looked asleep the whole race or the whole the whole time. So, um, side note: Yes, Kevin, I we did see this. John White sent it to us as well. We were looking at that. It's funny. I, I put out the uh, all of a sudden Tava's like really in the in the spotlight again. You know, I do the I do the uh, video, which I by the way I watched Dude to Bet. I'm gonna try to talk about Tava as much as I possibly can on today's show, just for you. <laughs> I heard it. I don't don't I don't think I didn't hear it. So I'm gonna try to talk about Tava as much as I can, um, just to piss you off. But yeah, it, it, John. And then I did that video. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Uh, three re- three reasons why I still think Tava can win the classic. John White comes out and gives some analysis of the future bait wager, talking about Tava being his bet. And then this article comes out today on Blood Horse about. Tava's connections talking about Travers still a possibility and obviously the pin derby. I'd be surprised if both of those are the, if it's Travers and pin derby, I, I've said this to people that have asked me about it. I, I just would have a hard time. I have a hard time believing that the, the owner who obviously Medina spirit owner as well, you know, country grammar owner um, that he would willingly leave Baffert just to run in the track. I, I, if tra- if he's if he's suspended, we know that obviously we saw that it happened. I don't know about you, but I think more it's like pin like let the horse. I would rather run in something easy, like before the pin derby. If they're gonna, if they're dead set of running a race between now and the pin derby, run in you run an allowance race. You could run an allowance race, couldn't you? I mean, you could run in anything. So find something other than the. I talked about in the video. This horse has ran in three straight grade ones. Like this, and if you do that, it'd be four. Actually, it'd be five straight grade ones. It's just insane. I I feel like, and I said it the week after. His biggest problem are the people around him. Like they've just asked him to do very, very t- difficult things. Uh, to me, the Pin Derby, I I'm gonna crush him in that race. I think it's a perfect race for him. I don't think, listen, he can win the Travers, but I just, I don't think that's the smartest way to bring him about and bring him into the classic. I'm agreeing with you. If you're going to run him before the pin derby, find a spot to build the confidence, go crush the pin derby, and then you're flying high into the Mm -hmm. Breeders' Cup. Maybe he goes and wins the Travers, but it may take a ton out of him. This horse still doesn't have the foundation. Build him up for the if I'm a if I'm gonna bet him in the Breeders' Cup Classic Future Pool, which I'm not, but if I was, the Travers is not something I would be rooting for. Mm. No, yeah. I I completely agree. I when I saw that, I thought, please do not do the Travers. I think it's just talking right now. Um, 
because again, not only for the horse, but then they have to change uh, you know, trainers and it'd just be a whole deal. I don't see it happening. By the way, Kevin also says Raiders are whooping up on the Jags. So what was the, what was the line on that? Uh, two and a half minus two and a half for the Raiders. So there you um, go up there. Up, uh, what is it? 14 zero. Uh, it's 13 to nothing right now. So look at you. Look at you. It's very early, so <laughs> I wouldn't get too excited. It's also preseason. The starters will be gone in the next well, The starters aren't even playing. No, so no the, starters the, played. The quote-unquote <laughs> starters of this game will be out now. So now mm-hmm. you're, you don't even know what's about to happen. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, dudes you bet. Make sure you guys go check out dudes you bet daily. We've been, uh, we were on fire yesterday. I think the picks have done well today again. So far. Um, we give our best bets uh, for that day. One best bet. And uh, obviously you can, sports, obviously, you know, horse racing, whatever. Uh, do to bet daily. Look for that on our YouTube page. Uh, we do that every morning, Wednesdays through Sunday. All right. How about we get into, mm, we have a sort of big race this weekend, right? <laughs> Let's talk sure. about it. This weekend. The Whitney Stakes. That's right. We're going to preview and get picks for the $1 million Whitney Stakes right here at Saratoga, a Breeders' Cup winning your in for the 2022 Breeders' Cup Classic. Your boy Halterman uh, will be there live as well. This dude, like, live at Saratoga on the weekends. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to wrap for our selections for some of the remaining stakes action this weekend at Del Mar. Mountaineer. That's right. Mountaineer makes an appearance on Rapid Fire. West Virginia Derby. And the small, including the Saratoga Derby. We have a couple. How about that? This, you know, the Whitney's awesome. You get the Saratoga Derby Invitational on that card, which is a grade one million dollar race. Back to back grade one million dollar races on the card Saturday at Saratoga. Let's talk. Let's talk about it right now. <laughs> Let's go. They're all in line and we're ready for the start. They're off. The Whitney Saturday at the Spa Race Ten. The Whitney Stakes Grade One, worth a million dollars for four-year-olds and up, going one one-eighth miles. It is a Breeders' Cup win in your in event for the Breeders' Cup Long Jeans Classic this fall at Keeneland. So you win here, you're in the Classic, and that's important for a few of these horses who are trying to get themselves there. Field of Six going to be scratched down from a field to a field of five. It sounds like with American Revolution. Uh, possibly scratching is what we've heard, or at least Halter was heard and has reported that news to to the to us. So I, I don't know that you and I necessarily thought he could win. I mean, I think if he won, it would be not the most total shock, but he's out. His plan is out. So now it's life is good. It's versus Olympiad. It's got, you got the front end speed versus the Olympiad's. What is it, five-race win streak coming off the pace? Just been unbelievable, just destroying fields. They give him a bigger class, doesn't matter. It keeps going up the chain there. It's not a, not a problem. So can Olympiad run down life as good? And let's not forget Hot Rod Charlie as well. You know, this is a horse that has done, you know, very little wrong uh, in his career, over $5 million in earnings, second place on that return in the Salvador Mile, which was, you know, he ran a good race, you know, just got beat by mind control that day going a mile. Definitely wants to go longer. He finished second in the Dubai World Cup to country grammar. So can he upset this field? And, I mean, how how do you digest this thing, man? Yeah, I mean, Hot Rod Charlie certainly can upset the field if you're going to take a price. Uh, and, you know, in a six-horse field, it'll be, bet down to five, or be cut down to five if, in, um, in fact, American Revolution scratches. 
hot rod's going to be a decent price. Uh, and I, I don't blame anybody for trying to take a shot and saying, Hey, he's already beaten life is good this year. And, uh, you know, he's going to bounce back. I think he, I think he being hot rod is going to run a very good race, a very good race here. He always does. Right. He'll, he'll run a race today that would have won the last race by six, you know, but the problem is now he's facing horses that are even better than what he faced in mind control. I think it's down to Olympiad and life is good. I don't think Hot Rod Charlie can pull the upset. It just kind of feels like Olympiad's going to the, or excuse me, life is good's going to the front. Olympiad's going to make the move. Can he catch him? I don't think he can. I think life is good is just too good. Uh, I think people are still a little worried about that last 16th of a mile for life is good. I think he'll be too far ahead. I think he'll be able to outrun Olympiad to the wire. Uh, I think a big key is will hot rod charlie put pressure on life is good every time we kind of think yeah hot rod charlie needs to put pressure on this horse he doesn't really do it think back to the breeders cup right it's like oh hot rod charlie he's gonna press nick's go yeah he didn't i don't think he'll go out and press life is good either i think he'll sit off of him and hope that he doesn't get the distance and he can get him i don't think that's going to be a problem i think life is good does get the distance i think he gets out ahead and he'll be opti- awfully, awfully tough to catch him in this spot. I mean, uh, my thing is with him is if if you if you want to if you want to critique him for the mile and eighth distance, I, he went into the, to the Pegasus at a mile and eighth and just annihilated Nick Sko, who ran second. I mean, it wasn't like Nick Sko just you know was. You know, it was like a California Chrome and just didn't run at all. I mean, he 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 tried. It's just it was so clear how much of an advantage life, you know, how much better he was than Nick's go. Let's not forget Nick's go had just won the classic, uh, going gate to wire. So I I don't know that I understand how you can not like a mile and eighth for him. I mean, granted, he will have a better horse, you know, because that you know, Nick's go is taking out of his game a little bit there. Um he'll have a better horse trying to come get him that he did that day. But still, I, I I thought, you know, the whole plan was for for them was to get a race under his belt, which they got in the Johnny Naroot and then to go here, obviously. And like, they still have, you know, they still like the Dubai world cup did not shake them at all in terms of the goal with going to the classic with this horse. I mean, there's from what I can tell and what I've heard and, and what I've read, like, Pletcher seems very adamant that this is a, this is a classic horse, you know? And so I, I just don't see any reason why here, when he's loaned speed, that that's going to change my mind. I, I mean, no, not at all. I think that's very well said. And listen, they're not stupid. These are not stupid people, right? If they didn't think he could go a mile and an eighth and win this race, they would have went somewhere else with him. So uh, I, I don't have any any issues with the distance i think the issue is the number four olympiad is a stud he's really good and if he runs that same race he ran last time out in the stephen foster he will be really tough to hold off even if life was good runs a very good race so he better be 100 on his game or he will get run down and that's the biggest difference to me you looked at last year and it was the same thing nicks go had the pace advantage it's like okay can swiss skydiver was the one that maybe hey maybe she can press and he she couldn't 
But he did have, like, Maxfield couldn't run him down. Maxfield wasn't that good. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't, like, a great horse. Olympiad is kind of teetering on being a great horse, right? Yeah. And and you do have that other horse as a Mal, Mal, whatever there, uh, points out. Hot Rod Charlie's not chopped liver. When he runs his best race, you have to run a pretty good race to beat him. So, he, like you said, he's got better horses trying to come and get him because in the Pegasus, Nick's go taken out of his game. He's not a horse that's going to close on you. So once he got ahead of him, that was kind of it. Hot Rod Charlie, Olympia, they can come get you, right? We've seen him do it. Hot Rod Charlie yeah. hasn't done it often, but damn, he tries to do it often. I, that's the thing. He's got that's good horses what, chasing him. And that's what, and that, and to me, that's, I love Hot Rod, obviously. Um, won me the won me the fantasy league last year. I mean, he's going to be, he's going to have a soft place in my heart forever. But the thing about him is, and, and that's why, and part of the reason why you love him so much is because of the way he runs. He's such a gutty horse. He yep. gives it all. He tries. He obviously, you know, being the horse that was, you know, 95 to one or whatever he was in the Breeders' Cup to do, to get to where he's at now is just, unbelievable um the problem is with him the why I, I i can't trust that he will get it done is while he did you know he did win the haskell he lost after the dq but he won he won the haskell and he wins the pennsylvania derby were great races but he still like he beat midnight bourbon and mandaloon you know whatever but the races that were like the big time you know the dubai world cup country grammar like you you mentioned it. You said he, he just can't quite. He runs really good race, but he just can't quite get it done. Like there's always in those big races, there's someone else. You know, he runs the race that you know the race of his life almost. The race that will win the Belmont almost every year, but there just happened to be another little bit better horse in there that day, and that was Essential Quality who just got him and Country Grammar got him in Dubai. And, you know, in the San Antonio Express train, you know, he probably shouldn't have lost that hot rod. But still, point is, he just can't quite break through in these big races. And in this race, he's got not one, but two horses that I think are top-level horses in Life is Good and Olympiad. So it's just, there's too much for me to say he's not shown that he can do it before, and now he's got to beat two of them. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I, I want to comment on John Doe's uh, comment here. It's amazing how this crop has been so good. And John, you didn't even mention a couple other horses that aren't like classic distance horses. Jackie's warrior was in that crop. Golden yeah. Hal was in that crop. Right. I mean, these horses are really, really just monsters and it's been, a, it's been fun to watch them. And, just, think, and uh, just think how good essential quality would be this year if they if they would have kept him around instead of retiring yeah. because he would he was, not, he was just he was a monster himself yeah. so yeah it's, it's it's really really good really just a fantastic medina crop. spirit i mean a medina spirit was still alive i mean gosh he was i mean he that that was like that crop man it just goes on and on I, well even american revolution to some degree is pretty damn good you know and yeah. he's another one that didn't didn't make the triple crown so um, yeah, that, that were just a great crop, no doubt. Uh, I do want to comment, Hot Rod Charlie, real quick. Uh, you you hit it on the head. He just every time he's in one of these big ones, he runs better than he runs when he's in the smaller ones. But he's just he's just not quite good enough. 
he's got one of these races like his name is on it and maybe it's gonna oh, be yeah. saturday right but mm-hmm. boy he's he, he's just he's come he, so he, he deserves one he's he owed does one, you he know does. yes because yes. <clears throat> I, I mean especially like yeah the Pennsylvania derby is only you know is only credit to him as far as that grade one win when he could have won the belmont at a grade one should have won the half school you know got dq'd yeah you know the 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 pennsylvania derby that's a grade one great but it's still you know could have won dubai like all these big grade ones that just he's been right there yeah and can't quite get it done so i agree with you he will i mean it seems like he's inevitable to just sneak up there and, and win one of these one time and so to that point it seems like a two horse race, but how close are you to saying, you know what? I better include hot rod in my multis because I don't want him to beat me. Are you, are you just not, are you going to let him beat you? Cause it just, it doesn't make sense. You know, I think you could make a case cause it, the, the, the sequence there can be somewhat chalky. So you can make a case to go deep and want this leg, right? It's, it's a key of, you can include him because you've got Matarea in the test. And so if you're going to, if you're going to play through her, you can include him, but then you're going to have to go a little shorter in the Saratoga Derby than maybe you want to, because I think that race is wide open. So it's, it's tough. You're going to have to make a decision on what you want to do with that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, If Zoomer wins, we will all need CPR, Kevin. Um, I saw on the guide, not to give spoilers, but no, no, don't, don't be surprised. Halsman didn't pick Zoomer. No. Uh, he said, I think the line was, this would be a bigger upset than Rich Strike winning the Kentucky Derby. Yep. So there you I go. really believe that. <laughs> it's, I don't, I looked over this, I tried, you know, being, like we talked about a lot when you play tournaments and all these things, like you start, you, you just immediately start looking at, these long shots first and like, how can this horse win? And you're like, how, why is this horse even in this race? Which I guess you could have said about rich strike, but yeah. still like it's, he's clearly just filler. And Gary Barber was just like, Hey, we should run him here. We just claimed yeah. the horse. Let's run him here. I, I, guess. I, I mean, I don't blame him. It's a short field and maybe a couple of these horses just kind of won't show up. And this horse will just kind of, chunk up there for third and get lucky yeah. you know it's a million dollar race get third i mean shit yeah. try not it. bad i guess right yep um i get yeah and yeah now the american revolution out as well i mean it makes it easier so um yeah. so out of these like okay we didn't talk about happy saver make the case for happy saver here can because i'll be honest with you and he's I don't want to say sneaky because I don't want to be too like, I don't, he just, I don't know that he's good enough, but he strikes me as the kind of horse that could go up and win one of these races eventually where you're like, really happy saver. I just can't get Pat, you know, Olympia just dusted him in Alshiba. Uh, he just seems like a horse. that's a, a quintessential play underneath horse just all day long. Right. Put him in second, key him in second. Cause this horse definitely shows up. Just not good enough. I mean, it just feels like he's going to run his race and get third, you know, like a couple of them are going to go on and a couple of them are going to get discouraged. And he's just, you know, kind of the tortoise in the hair. <laughs> he's just the tortoise that's going to pass the ones that stopped. 
he's never missed the board in 10 starts, but he's lost five in a row and he's lost five in a row because he's just matched up against horses. that are a little better than he is. And I just don't think he's good enough to beat Olympiad. Life is good. Mm -hmm. And hot rod Charlie, all three of them. Can he beat one or two of them if they don't run very well? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think all three of them are going to have to run poorly. And that's and that's the problem with what you, what Kevin said. I I understand what he's saying, but that's the problem. It's like, well, if life is good, can't get the distance, and Olympiad gets tired, and Hot Rod Charlie gets tired, then I think he can win. And that's true. That's a lot of things to happen. I mean, sure, could he be a horse that life is good doesn't fire whatever reason can't get the distance? He you know he fades like you know Happy Saver. You key him in second and third. I don't think you have a problem, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But him winning the thing, so I'll, I'll pivot that question into a follow up. And what? Okay, we kind of do this with all these kind of races. How many of these? Obviously, Hot Rod, Olympiad, and Life is Good. These are all. I think even Happy Saver I have ranked in my top ten on the in the classic rankings. Um, but I know I have, you know, Olympiad and, and Life is Good and and Hot Rod Charlie all in my top five, top six in my classic ranking so point is they're all pointing to the classic so what needs to happen here for you to take one more seriously less seriously you know if life is good loses here are you completely tossing him from the classic discussion like how are you looking at this i mean i guess if life is good loses you almost do toss him from classic contention feels that way a little bit right yeah unless he loses like a hell of a damn race and it's like a photo you know, but if he like yeah. fades hard for second or third, he kind of is out of it. But I think on the, on the, you know, before we really dive into, okay, how did it happen? Hot Rod Charlie, Olympiad, life is good are probably all going to advance to this out of this race for, to the classic American revolutions is going to scratch. But if you want to count him, I think he's a classic contender. Yeah. And I think happy savers one you run in. So I think all of them, except for zoomer will <laughs> to the classic after this and you know so it's crazy dude i i my concern I, uh, I, and i think i've alluded to this in the past but can olympiad stay in this form it's just so it's, it's so long for this horse to stay in form you know we're talking about january january the whole year so he did to stay in form for <laughs> 12 months basically 11 months in order to fire his top race at, at the, in the Breeders' Cup. He strikes me as a horse that had a great year, a great summer. You know, Maybe he wins even the Whitney as well here. But do I trust him in the Classic? Hell, I wouldn't, you wouldn't even, he's one of those horses that you wouldn't even be surprised isn't in the Classic. You know, did he have too hard of a campaign? So he's an interesting one moving forward. He's got a great trainer, and that's the good news. I mean, this yep. guy's a, one of the best trainers of all time. So, uh, especially with keeping a form on a horse. So, that's in his favor. But you're right. The bubble at some point feels like it will burst on this horse. And that's not being negative or, or knocking the horse. It's just that's how horse racing is. You have to be elite to win five in a row at, at the stakes level, let alone you're going to ask him to, if he wins the classic, probably to, to win seven or eight in a row. It's going to be tough. And the bubble could be Saturday, or it could be he runs his ass off Saturday and, and then it bursts. You know, he's a hell of a horse. They've done a great job with him, right? How it shakes out from here on out, 
I don't really care about. He has done a great job with this horse. This is not one that we thought would just be an absolute monster coming into the season. And he has been so, but you're right. It's awfully tough to hold a horse's form from January all the way to November at the yeah. championship level. It, and you know, it's, it, we'll see, right. It's uh, we still don't even know. I, I think we know he's very good. I, I, I think you're right to say when we, he's maybe not like great yet, you, got, you know, because you go back and you look kind of, and, and he, and obviously he thrashed those fields, but he's not faced a horse like life is good. He has not faced a horse, even I would say, like Hot Rod Charlie, really. I mean, I guess American Revolution last time out is the closest, but if American Revolution is your toughest horse you faced, that tells you like the, the class level definitely is getting deeper here. And life is good, certainly is gonna make you difficult for you to come get. He hasn't faced a horse that is that I mean, it's 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 flight line, and then right underneath him is life is good in terms of that front end just deadly speed yeah no jackie's warrior put jackie's third (laughs) yeah i mean that yeah in a different division but certainly a monster too Mm -hmm. i mean i keep thinking back to when life is good and jackie's warrior ran seven furlongs and how fun of a race that was and life is good shouldn't have lost and that was jackie's warrior's game and life is good really should have beat him that day if it wasn't for mike smith so we'll see man i i I really thought Olympiad was just a small cut below until that last race. That last race was so good. It was. And, and that has me going, you know what? He might do it Saturday. It, he's going to, I'll be very, he will, he'll become a, and we can wrap it up now after this, but he will become a very frustrating horse if he wins this race. And what I mean by that is if he wins here, and obviously that means he beat life is good. And let's say life is good, runs a good race and he still beats them. Then all of a sudden you're like, well, sh- I mean, he is the real deal who can't, I mean, can he chase down flight line next? You know, you don't know, but then you start to wonder, can he fire that same race? Like we talked about, can he get to that race in that kind in this kind of form? It's one of those like, damn it. Why isn't the race now? Because he is that good. So just got to be careful with him, I think, moving forward. You know, keep an eye on his form, how he's running. Does he look the same? Those kind of things as we move into the fall. Um, you know, you got to think Whitney, one more, right? Yeah. You know, I guess I'm, stay at Saratoga. I mean, when you when you talk about the bounce theory and horses that bounce, he does have that chance because that was a big step up and now he could regress back you know a little bit but yeah i mean you think this one and one more and then go to the classic so yep i don't know we'll see i'm telling you it's gonna be fun you can talk about this race forever these horses are just really interesting and 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 good good horses i cannot wait to watch this uh live even though i won't be live at the track like you will that will be amazing but just to watch it live you get I, i had the you get the nerves going. I got the nerves. Anytime you have that kind of build up for a for a, a battle, you know it's going to be a battle. At least, you know I look. I think back as as recent as like the Nest versus Secret Oath. You know, even though that was not a battle at all, um, but you, you, and on paper it felt like it was about to be a battle. Even when they hit the kind of the turn, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And then it, obviously she put her in the in a rearview mirror. But that's what this race has has that feeling where it's like. You're going to see life is good. You know, Cruz on the front end. Here comes Olympiad with that big run. You know, uh, you know Pratt's got the, you know, is, is riding on, on Hot Rod. Here we go. Like, here's the stretch run. 
And I got chills right now thinking about it. I mean, I think it's gonna, it's gonna be that kind of race. Life is good. Can he go gate to wire and do it again? This time in the Whitney. Halter and I both think he can. Make sure you guys watch the Whitney on Saturday. Life is good. That's our pick to win the 2022 Whitney Stakes. I mean, he, the thing is, like last year, like you're a huge Maxfield fan, but you knew. I mean, you're a bigger fan than him than I was, but you still, even you, was like, yeah, he's he can't beat that horse, yeah, <laughs> you know. I, so, I thought there was almost zero chance yeah. of him beating that horse. <laughs> We're here, and again, I, I, I probably the, the biggest life is good fan that there is, but I, and I, we, I mean, we were huge Jake's Go fans too, but like, I'm a big life is good fan, but. I'm sitting here telling you if Olympiad runs that same race again, it's going to be a fucking showdown between those two. And Hot Rod ain't bad either. So it, it's a lot more interesting this year. It's going to be tight. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Because like, I think the point like I made where it's like, okay, well, he, he definitely, I don't, you know, he looked amazing in the Pegasus, but he also didn't have anybody. His only horse trying to run him down was Nick Sko, who clearly – yeah was not in his that was not his wheelhouse you know no and no. so he's not he had he going this kind of distance uh of course he you know i guess you could say the in dubai but um he, he hasn't he hasn't had a horse running him down you know if can olympiad and, and the other thing is like can i which i don't think he will but can uh can life is good do enough early to kind of what do you want to say? Like, you know, how sometimes those, these horses go so fast early where these, these horses trying to run with them are just like, fuck, what am I, I can't, you know, can can he get enough separation? Can he put enough like pressure on Olympiad to stay close early in the race that he loses a little bit of that kick late in the race? If he, if he does what he did in the Pegasus, forget it. It's over. Like that's what he did in the Pegasus. He just said, fuck everybody else in this race. Right. If he can do that, they're not going to catch him. I promise you. <laughs> but listen, what he did in the Pegasus, that's not easy to do <laughs> at all. To open up like 12 links on the rest of the field. <laughs> I mean, that's not easy. So I can't sit there and say I expect him to do that again. I think he'll try, but that, that's going to be tough. Time for Rapid Fire presented by our inside track to the 2022 Whitney Stakes Wagering Guide. The Whitney Stakes Wagering Guide now available at racingdudes.com on our products page. It's 12-page wagering guide. To the 2022 Whitney Stakes features in-depth analysis of all five stakes races. Again, there's three grade ones on the card. Five stakes, including the million-dollar Whitney Stakes at Breeders' Cup Wagering Rand for the uh, Long Jeans Classic. You get bonus race-by-race analysis and betting suggestions and multi-race plays for the entire card all five stakes the entire card at saratoga all included in this wagering guide you can see it there on the screen it's a beauty the saratoga showstopper life is good olympiad square off at the spa and there you go you get here's the other thing you get with it but right now go get it at racingdudes.com on the products page just click get racing dudes premium button there at the top you can see it there or you can you know, search Whitney Stakes Guide or whatever you want to do and you can find it and access that thing right now. You get it free if you are a premium subscriber as well. So another benefit to that. So make sure you go ahead and get your hands on the Whitney Stakes Wagering Guide. All right, let's say we go. What do you think of the Hall of Fame, Halterman? Do you think the Hall Let's of Fame it. sounds good? This is uh, this will be ran on Friday. I was going to comment on these comments, but yeah, it's all right. Go for it. Go. 
Well, people are like, well, that, that Pegasus field, you know, what was it? And yeah, we like we said, as far as closers that could close into him, there wasn't anybody. But don't act like it's not a big deal that he opened up like seven links on Nick's go who had never been behind in a race under Brad Cox. Like, yeah, there wasn't any closers, but there wasn't a horse that could get close to Nick's go early. And he opened seven on him. So don't take that for granted is what I'm saying. Because if he can that do was... that again in Saratoga, they're not going to catch him. He, I mean, yeah, he he just <laughs> what he did to Nick's go was it, you, you one of those where you're, you it was one of those where you just kept wondering how this is going to play out with these two going to the lead yeah. and of course don't forget that life is good it just completely dominated the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile as well and so like yeah. which what are they going to do and you knew real quick oh well <laughs> life is good is just a lot better. If, you, if you're betting against him, you don't want to see him do that again on Saturday. If, you, if you're no. betting against him and he's there within a couple of links of him, you've got a shot. And that's what we're saying. If the closers are within range coming for home, they got a great, they've got a great shot. But if he, if he buries them, forget it. It doesn't matter how fast he goes. If he buries them, they're not going to get him. No. Nope. When you go back, you watch Dubai. They were within range of him. He, could, he couldn't. His devastating move is the same as Nick's go. He crushes them before they can make their move. And that's what makes me think that it's not complete bullshit. Like they say, you know, they like, oh, you know, he never liked the track. Like he was like something, you know, he just didn't like, like, and it makes me, there is some, something to that. I think, cause the fact that he never even, he never even got any kind of separation, which is not no. like him uh, at all. That, you know, if he, if he goes and does that his thing and then fades, then you're like, well, whatever. That was that's different, but he never really, and he still tried hard. Um, came back, obviously bounced back from that race very nicely. I, he, I, I know, I know this. If you're betting Olympiad, if you're betting uh, Hot Rod, you, you may not admit it, but you are going to be incredibly nervous the first half. You know, let's say the, yeah. the first quarter comes up, yeah. and you're gonna say, "Oh shit, here he goes." You just don't want to get buried. If you if he can't bury you, you got a great shot to go get him late. And it'll be late, like last 16th of a mile. That's when you can get him. But if he's got you buried, you're done. And so that's the key. Can he do it? You know, that's that's the, that's the billion dollar question. Yeah. Nick, like, Nick, yeah. Nick says, like, he was like, you know, word got out on that horse. And uh, it was like, oh, shit, this is like the real deal, you know? And yep. then. And then he got hurt, of course. And then he came back and he thought, that and it made it worse because then you realized <laughs> he really was the real deal. Yeah. Um, crazy. Anyways. All right. Let's go to Friday at Saratoga Race 8, the National Museum of Racing Hall of Fame Stakes, grade two. We're 200K for three-year-olds. Going one mile on the turf, field of nine. Uh, shows up for this one, Halterman, tomorrow at the spa. And, you know, three-year-olds kind of getting back you know some of these are have been on this you know whether they were on the derby trail or sort of on the derby trail or you know whatever it is some of them have been on the turf the whole time but some are getting back to the turf and i say that because tis the bomb i know he's back in the belmont derby but I, that was one of those instances as well you know it's like okay you haven't seen the turf since the breeders cup after the trying the kentucky derby and now you're running on the in a grade one and obviously that didn't go well 
He's back on the turf, has a race under his belt on the turf. He's in a division that he belongs in on the turf. Like, he's a turf horse. Did he get ruined by the Derby Trail, or do you think he can win and finally get back in the winner's circle? On turf, he, I should say, because I guess he did win synthetic. He, he can win, no doubt. I, I can't do it. I couldn't get there. I just couldn't put him on top. There's no question he can win. Uh, I, I'll probably throw him in the multis for sure, but I I just couldn't do it, Jared. I can't play this uh, McPeak favorite. I just can't, you know? So uh, I went with Shan Show, the one, or Shan, uh, yeah, Shan Show. Shan Show, the one horse for Todd Pletcher, uh, who got beat last time out by Annapolis and a couple other horses in this race. I don't know. I just look at this when I say, hmm, there's not a ton of speed in here. We're changing to Irad over Pratt, and I think that's a good thing right now because Irad is hot, red hot, and that's not a like a knock on Pratt, but Irad's red hot. He's kind of the top rider for uh, uh, Pletcher right now. I think Chancho from this rail is going to get out there and get the lead. I think he's going to be really tough to run down over this turf course. I'm going to take a shot with Gate to Wire with the number one horse here. I, you know, here's the thing. I feel like I'm in a bad, I'm in a bad position right now because I did I recorded the video, I did the preview for this on our YouTube page earlier in the week. Odds weren't out yet. I was kind of hoping like for like a five to one ish on Tiz the Bomb. I even said, you know, I did not think he would be seven to two. I get that's not like he's not a heavy favorite by any means, but so he's my pick to win. But now I'm like, I know my rule is I can't play Kenny McPeak <laughs> as a favorite. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I, I he should win. I'm, I'm he should win. He's he he should win. He's the best horse in this race. Agree. But how much was he ruined by the trail? You know, he obviously like he would like this. He's bet down to five to one in the Belmont Derby and never ran a step really um that was that was kind of the damning part if he would have ran hard but just didn't win that's one thing you know but like i you know we went into bourbon looked awesome of course he looked great in the breeders cup as well and then you know go straight to the holy bull from there so how about this i think he's the most likely winner but i can't by rule my own rule i've set i can't pick him so I'm going to go to my second horse who I put on the video, which is number seven, Double Clutch. Yeah. Um, that was the horse that I was the most intrigued with uh, in this race. You know, I, I, I think what's he, what was so what's so interesting with him is where Franco will, is going to put him in this race. Because you go back and you watch his debut race, he's way too far back. He has that huge leg kick, gets third. The next race, the main special weight, closer this time has that kick again sprints by them you know it was not not close the horse you know kind of uh, beat their asses then the manila last time out ran a really nice race but again guess what he was in last place and had to come flying around everybody and try to get there couldn't quite get there of course annapolis um ran huge race obviously so that was tough but this if double clutch can get a little bit better position i think the speed of this race is gonna I like the closers. I like the six. I like the seven. I like the nine. So I think that the speed is going to fold in like, <laughs> unlike your strategy there. So, <laughs> uh, but I like seven double clutch at five to one. If you're not playing tits bomb. Um, I just, 
it just can't. Yeah, what, what, yeah, Ed Rose will make sure you don't get that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I, I just think he's a classic. I'm not going to play him to win. I'll put him on a pick five ticket. Because you look at the race and it's like, yeah, I mean, he probably should should win. But you just can't. You just can't play a win ticket on him. Now, if he floats up, maybe. But at, as a favorite, it's, you just can't do it. It's just... Because I, I honestly... And maybe I, I clearly was pipe dreaming. I, I was hoping for five north of five to one and uh clearly that was not possible here um i just you know at a certain point this horse is you've got to we've got to stop hyping this horse and be like all right he's got to get back to proving it you know um so until he gets there it's kind of a wait and see approach a little bit he's in, gonna, uh, in, in terms of this and in, in terms of this these odds he's going to be a favorite at Saratoga in a grade two race. In his last two races, he's lost by 12 and a half and 13 and a quarter. And one of those <laughs> races was over the turf. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's tough to choke down as a favorite. Hasn't been in a turf winter circuit. Well, you know what I mean? Uh, since October. So there he's you go. tough to choke down him as the favorite. For a Such straight choke down Kenny McPeak ever as a favorite, let alone this situation. So exactly, it's it's tough. So I get it. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Hey, Christopher. By the way, I wanted to bring in this comment. He mentioned that Todd said he might be the most talented horse ever, and he doesn't throw compliments around like that. Yeah, I yeah, he. I think that's we're talking about life is good. I wanted to bring that up. And did you see the what? Uh, who was it that? Oh, it was. Um, Sadler compared Flightline to Galileo. Do you see that? No, I did not see that. Wow. Yeah. He thinks he's a generational wow type horse, one that he'll never have again. He thinks he's that good. Like he, it was an interview with a, a an Englishman or some you know someone overseas, like a you know paper or whatever. But and he literally brought up. He's like, well, you guys, you know, you know Galileo, like. That's the comparison. From what he's done on the track, it's hard to say that he might be wrong about that. You know, I think the biggest difference is we just don't see him very often, right? But shit, he's like he's goes, amazing. But... I, hey, I, I've back to life is good for a second. I agree with. I think it's Fletcher's most talented horse that he's ever had. That's I mean, saying something because that dude's had some horses. He has, but I'm telling this this horse is a, is just phenomenal. <laughs> Think about, I mean, whatever they ask him to do, he does it. Minus going to Dubai and running him on the quarter. Yes, I know he lost, but in this country, he has been oh. ridiculous. Okay, I don't want to misquote the the thing. Okay, For, which I don't think it's necessarily. Uh... You all right? Yeah, just my phone. <laughs> I don't think it's too much of a uh, of a difference, but not Galileo Frankel. Frankel, Still well, pretty I, damn good. Yeah, so that's pretty much t- tomato tomato, right? But yeah. um, yeah, once in a generation type horse. He says uh, he says Frankel might be the equivalent. So we'll see. All right, let's go to the next race here. Let's go to that back to Saturday at Saratoga. Uh, the race after. So you think the Whitney's going to be great. We got another grade one right after race 11, the Caesar Saratoga Derby. 
It's a grade one with a million dollars, back-to-back million-dollar races, back-to-back grade one, back-to-back-to-back grade ones. This one's going a mile and three-sixteenths on the turf, and we got... This is it, right? This is the one, this is the one that's going to challenge anybody in those sequences. Field of 11, and it's just chocked full of question marks and what to do. You know, Emmanuel's now here. We thought he'd be in the last one. He got scratched out late. Whatever. Emmanuel's now here at 8-1. to one. Uh, Nation's Pride and Stone Age come back for more for Appleby and Aiden O'Brien. Classic Causeway, who upset the Belmont Derby last time. He's back at 8-1, to one, so if you like him, you're getting the price. Annapolis for Todd Fletcher. Dude, I mean, you get... You, you pick your horse in this race and almost get to pick your price. I mean, with the test and then this race and then, uh, excuse me, the Whitney and then this race, I may have to join Saratoga Slim and, and bump some smokes off speed. Off speed. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we jump to you at this race and you're, you got a cig in your mouth. <laughs> he bumped another cig last time I saw him, by the way. He said he claimed it was <laughs> only his second cig of the year. One at Belmont and one at Saratoga. Anyway, but yet, but yet, every time you see him, he's smoking. So I don't know. every time, yeah. So um, anyway, let's let's go back to this. Listen, you're not supposed to play the favorite in this race, but I'm playing the favorite in this race. I've had a crush on Annapolis ever since his debut. I realized his first race in the pin mile was not great, but they they basically Butcher said, "Look, that course, we shouldn't have been running over it. It was it's extremely soft." He absolutely hated it. This horse hated it. Said, all right, I'm going to buy in. I'm going to single him. In this next race, they had him in at Belmont over the firm turf course in Manila. He looked like the star we thought he was. I realize this is a different breed coming that he's got to go up against today I, or, or yeah. on uh, Saturday. I understand that. Most of these horses got beat by Classic Causeway last time out. So how good were they really? I'll take the new shooter. Give me Annapolis. I think he's going to win, and I get it. If you don't want to play him at 5-2 to two here, I totally understand. I just like him way too much. I'm hoping some of these other ones take money and maybe he floats up a little bit. I'm going Annapolis. I, I really think that race was uh, was an eye-opener. I think he'll like this extra distance. I think he's going to run huge here. I mean, I, I kind of expected you to pick him just because I know how you have a crush on Annapolis. And, uh, you know, and, and, and to be fair, like, what's not to like about him, really? You know, his first two races went ran a mile 16th and, and won. And of course, he is going longer here, but nothing to say that uh, he can't get that. I, I, uh, I, I hate to do it, really. I, I, I feel a little. Because you, when you when you when you brought that in, it hurt a little bit when you said all these horses got beat by Classic Causeway <laughs> last time out. So how good are they? And I'm like, eh, yeah, you're right, you know. But I I'm gonna I'm gonna take another. Uh, can I can I take another whack at at Stone Age here? I think it's smart to do that. Yeah, I, I just I, I I picked him in the Belmont Derby, and. You know, like he didn't act like he loved it. Obviously, he drew way, way wide. He's not super inside this time either. It's a ten hole, but he's still he's not not way out there. He didn't like it. It didn't seem like he, he finally got his legs going, got going. Um, here he came. I don't know. I like the fact actually that Velasquez is aboard. I don't know how you feel about 
you know, I think you can look at that two different ways. Like, oh, you know, right, you know, Ryan Moore didn't come with him. That must mean they don't think he's got a chance now. Or you can look at it like, hey, you got a guy that knows what he's doing over here. I, yeah, there you go, Kevin. I, I just think Stone Age is too good. You know, this is a horse that was bet down to only you know, three to one, three and a half to one in the you know Kazoo Derby. You know, like that's a huge race, right? This horse has been the favorite multiple times overseas. He's better than third to Classic Causeway. So I, I was kind of between picking Stone Age and Nation's Pride. I'll take a bigger, better price in number 10. I like Stone Age. I tell you what, I think it's a smart pick. I've got him second. I think if you're going to like what Kevin B said here, if you're going to take the 410, just take those euros right back and say, listen, they're going to get the pace. And their second time United States, they're going to win. I don't blame you all. Listen, this is no offense to Ryan Moore and no offense to Frankie Dettori. They were awful that day at Belmont. They were awful. So I I don't mind at all that Buick is on the four now and Velasquez is on the 10. They can't get worse trips. I think they're going to run a hell of a lot better. Well, we'll talk about Buick here in a second because uh, <laughs> I think that's going to help as well. I agree. I didn't want to like thrash him too much, but I'm glad you did. Because they were that awful. Ri- that ride riders. that... I know that it made that's why it made no sense. That ride that Moore had on Stone Age that day, you're like, what, what are you doing? Is it was made no sense. It's, so Tori may have even been worse. Oh yeah. Like if you if you want to play the four or the ten here back, do it. I'm not gonna talk you off either one of them. Um yeah, and much faster pace this time as well. I agree, Nick. I think the pace seems like it's gonna be a little bit more solid. Um I I just think I, I just okay, I'm at the <laughs> I think I'm at the point now where I'm like, do you, and maybe I'm wrong, right? I've been wrong once or twice. Um, that, like, do you, can you get both of these Euros beat twice now? Can that really happen? You know, are our are, are turf horses that good? I don't know. I don't think I, they are. I don't think, I don't, I mean, I think Annapolis is good enough, but the rest of them, I, I don't like. I even like the seven a little bit at 10 to one, Royal Patronage, you know? Mm-hmm. I think there's a. I think these euros are going to come back and yeah, quote unquote get revenge uh, a, a bit. I don't think it's classic Causeways race, uh, you know. And I know everybody. It's unbelievable when a horse wins a twenty six to one. You get on Twitter and everybody bet him. It's like how is he twenty six to one? But uh, I know. I don't, right? oh, I, don't, I don't see. It. I don't know how people didn't like him. Like, I know. Yeah, and it's okay. like wow, we did previews for this race and not one person said he liked them. I think maybe one person in our chat maybe, but. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I just, I don't think, I don't think they'll let him get away with those, those kind of fractions again, knowing what he just did. And, he may, uh, there's no way Emmanuel, Emmanuel is going to wreak havoc in this race. Like we thought he would do in the Belmont Derby because he, then he scratches and then everyone's like, Oh, well, when he scratched, I knew classic caught. Well, he's not going to get that this time. Those two will create some issues on the front end. I'll say this. If Emmanuel wins, I will be really mad um, <laughs> because that means Emmanuel probably would have won the last one too, you know? So, um, yeah, I think he, Emmanuel's got to go. I think main event being in the race off of that race at Delaware in the Kent, he really showed good speed and he's done that in the past. I think him being in the race will help that pace a little bit too. Yeah. What do you say? It'll be solid. It yeah. will definitely you- be solid. Why is Ethereal Road in this race? <laughs> it's a turf horse, isn't he? I don't know. 
<laughs> quality road. I don't, I, dude. I, don't I thought it was, it, it, it was the greatest entry of all time. And Sai has got the mounts. How about that? Oh, that's what it's like. Well, shit. <laughs> Maybe he's loaded for this. <laughs> I don't know. If he wins, I don't know what. Well, they're like he might run in the Curlin, or he might run in the Jim Dandy, or he might run in the Haskell, and he shows up in the Saratoga <laughs> Derby. I'm like, okay, all right. Um, oh shit. Yeah, we'll see. He does. I, yeah, Kevin. He does have the pedigree. I agree. I mean, a war there. front mayor, a war yeah. front mayor, and quality road uh, uh, sire, and. And uh, have elusive quality, of course. And then, you know, yeah, he, and he closes. Like, this, he, clo- he does close like a freight train. Maybe he's got that big kind of. Maybe. Yeah. It, wouldn't it be great if Classic Causeway wins the first round on his turf debut and some bullshit at 3 Road wins the second leg in his turf debut? That would be great. <laughs> let's yeah, see ethereal road over over uh classic causeway exactly and i say let's get let's get wide a barrio for the third leg of this thing <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah get him in there shit he, he might need to be on turf at this point he's bad now all right let's go to del mar <laughs> Lucas and McPeak were hammered at the horse. <laughs> yeah. uh, Vinny's wife wanted to go to the horseshoe last weekend. I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe not the horseshoe tonight. Maybe a different so, night. <laughs> someone's like, hey, I, I dare you to run. Don't even run that horse to me. Run them in, run them in the, on the turf. He's like, okay. Yeah. All right. I will. Here he does. Shows up. All right. Don't doubt the coach, guys. Let's go to yeah, Del Mar. That's true. <laughs> Let's go to Del Mar on Saturday, race nine, the Clement L. Hurst Stakes. Grade one, 400K, Phillies, Mares, three olds and up, going to one, one sixteenth miles. Another Breeders' Cup race here. Breeders' Cup winning your in for the Longines Distaff. So we got a classic race, we got a Distaff race. Field of seven, Alterman lines up here, and she dares the devil. Your eight to five morning line favorite won this race last year, so she comes back out to defend. I think it's going to be tough to beat her. What do you think? Seems like she's the one to beat in here, and we kind of had her buried when we talked about her in the Fleur de Lille. Like, yeah, she's done, and she dominated. I know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I think she wins this one. You know, I, I she should. Um, private mission, maybe that's the horse to, to to beat her. But I think she dares the devil is a little bit better. So here I am. I'm back on her. Like I said, she won it last year. I think she can win it this year. Yeah, I mean, golly, Suse, we haven't seen since June of last year. Um, I hit, you know, the horse just keeps getting pushed off as far as, you know, the horse got, is very talented. Um, honestly, I think the only horse that can beat her is Private Mission. I don't even like Private Mission that much, but the fact that Bob Baffert is back and, you know, maybe she just, you know, has one of those crazy performances. But yeah, she dares the devil to see, I mean, she just seems so much better than the rest of this field. And, I, I gotta admit, like I think everyone needs to tread water here a little bit, caution, because I don't typically bet she dares the devil. So no, you never do. <laughs> I fade her quite often, um, yep. and it's worked out some, but not as often as I would have liked. And so now maybe I'm gonna get burned by her here. But she dares the devil. That's the pick. I just think it's more than anything just a class level, and obviously Brad Cox didn't ship her out there to just run in this race. You know, she, he, he's got options with her. Um, he wants to defend that title. So, number five, she dares the devil. I think she wins uh, wins here as well. All right, Halterman. I think it's, uh, it's your time to shine here. You, let's go to West Virginia. West Virginia. 
Let's go to race eight on that Mountaineer on Saturday, West Virginia Derby, grade three, 500K for three-year-olds going to one and one-eighth miles. Field seven lines up for this one. Talking about the, you know, the the old uh, triple crown horses, the horses that couldn't quite cut it. Well, these are this is like the circuit, right? And like the horses that kind of get around the Indiana Derby and the Iowa Derby and West Virginia Derby. Where are those horses going to end up? And look, simplification in here at five to two. Homebrew getting a three to one. You've got uh, two to one on We the People. Are you going to play We the People, Halterman and Skippy Longstocking, the horse who deserves so much credit? For what he did in the Belmont Stakes at five to one, Halterman, where are you going with this? Is it's like the who's who? These are these are your kind of horses, man. Yeah, something like that, right? Uh, you know, I am gonna play We the People. I feel like last time out, people were on him, and because of the pace, but I just kind of feel like this is his type of race, right? Like. I don't think he's a Belmont horse. I think he's a Peter Pan horse and I think he's a West Virginia horse, right? So I think it's a really good spot for him. I think he'll run well here. I think the West Virginia or the, excuse me, the Mountaineer track plays to his running style pretty well. I like actually that Ricardo Santana gets aboard. I want him to just be really, really aggressive. I thought the biggest problem in the Belmont and you mentioned it, he let a horse like Skippy Longstocking press him. Don't do that. <laughs> Just get him out there. And if he fades, he fades. But at least you're trying to bury him early. That's what you got to do with We the People, right? Like, so I think that's what they'll do. I think they'll send him and hopefully he can hold on. I don't blame me if you want to play Simplification. He's a nice horse and I think he's got a good shot to win. Homebrew's doing really well. Don't blame me if you want to play him. I don't think We the People will be two to one. I think he'll float up. I think some of these other ones will get bet a little harder. And therefore, I think he's going to be five to two, three to one. And I like him here. So I'm going to give We the People one more shot. If he loses here, it's like, yeah, he's just not very good. But I think this is his race. Can, I mean, what's funny is like, it's the same horse right to his outside. Can he, can he get past him this time? You know, will Skippy put the pressure on him again and soften him up? Yeah, I mean, from a pace standpoint, Maybe even from a from a talent level, we the people seems like he should be tough to beat. Um, I, I've never been a huge fan of him, and uh, and so I I think Skippy. I kind of like the fact that Skippy's out right there. Maybe can bother him a little bit, but I like Homebrew. I, I, I've I've liked him for a little while, and gosh, he looked good in the Pegasus, and we kind of thought maybe where would he end up? We were in the Haskell well. Then he just kind of has that feel of that Brad Cox horse that he just kind of maneuvers around in the background throughout the summer and 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 kind of get picks up all these wins uh, in these smaller level races and then can fire him into one of these big ones down the road, you know, like a Pennsylvania Derby or something like that. But still, I, I think I think Homebrew is very good. And I like the fact that there's um your, their speed signed on in this race. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, we the people being the, the big speed horse there. But if I'll be worried, I'll be honest, if he's out there cruising, doing, you know, 24s and 48s with no pressure. But I'm hoping that Homebrew is good enough with just a soft, if he gets softened up a little bit, I think Homebrew, I, Homebrew's shown, other than one race, really, that Smarty Jones, he, he, he brings it, you know, he fires and, uh, I hope he fires again here. That's my pick uh, to win here. Any thoughts on simplification? You know, is he is he another wide barrio? 
Yeah, like I think I think he can win, but I would rather play homebrew or we the people. Like I'm with you. I almost had homebrew on top. I, yeah, I think he's a lot like White Barrio, and I think what we're learning is while those Florida Derby uh, or not Florida Derby, but the Florida Circuit was okay. The horses that actually won that race aren't going to be the best. Are the races I should say aren't going to be the best horses moving forward. They were just the right horses for the right time. Simplification, pretty solid, was able to take advantage uh, of a couple fields and White Barrio, kind of the same. But the best horses that ran down there were the Pletcher horses, Mo Donegal, who who just wasn't going to win on that configuration and kept getting better, and Charge It, who was trying to do too much too soon, should have won the Florida Derby and just was an idiot, but. White Barrio simplification, they're just average. And I think you try to beat them in races like this. We beat White Barrio in the Ohio Derby. I think you try to beat them in the West Virginia Derby. Am I going to be shocked simplification wins? Of course not. He's he's a good horse, but he's not great. And I think one of these horses can beat him. Yeah, you got you to gotta take a wait and see. Like, he's going this way. <laughs> you know, he's falling down. The other one, you know, like in homebrew's case, going up. Um, yeah, you're going to. This is, by the way, this is the comment of the night. KS jumps in the, the stream, another garbage field, and then follows it immediately with, is this the Whitney field? <laughs> <laughs> like, like maybe feel the room a little bit before, you know, you comment on the garbage field. It's it's like, and like Kevin said, no, it's actually the perfect field for this, this kind of race, which is the West Virginia Derby. It's totally West Virginia Derby. It's West Virginia Derby written all over it. I thought for for this being again, let's let's drop in and say this is the West Virginia Derby field that we're looking at. It seems to make pretty good sense that yeah, it's a pretty decent race for the West Virginia Derby. Exactly. Right. If, if, if it was no, I agree. If it was the Whitney, now if this was the we Whitney, got some we got some issues. Would, KS, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. If this was the Whitney, I would the probably street. quit my job. Yeah. Something's done really wrong here, and I'd wonder yeah. why we are we're still talking at an hour and sixteen minutes. Um, <laughs> like, why why do we give a shit about the Whitney that's got, got simplification? And anyways, all right, let's go to the final race of uh, rapid fire here. And by the way, case after we're done, go back, rewind it. We talked all about the Whitney for a good thirty minutes. Um, so it's make pretty sure good you go race. back. Good, yeah, it's a little bit better. It's a little t- slightly better than the West Virginia Derby. Yeah. All right, Sunday, the Saratoga Oaks. That's Saratoga. Race seven, the Saratoga Oaks Invitational, grade three, 700K for Phillies, three year olds, going one and three sixteenth miles on the turf. Smaller field than in the Derby, but you got to field a six, and three of them are Chad Browns, an Appleby, a Walsh, and a Wilkes. So, <laughs> how about that? Chad Brown, are you, is it is it which Chad Brown do you? Dude, if McCulloch loses this race, I'm going to just scream at the top of my lungs. Uh, I I I love this horse. I, he beat me. She beat me twice at Churchill. Just ran like shit. And I'm like, this damn horse. There's no way I'm playing this horse back in the Belmont Oaks. And of course she wins. Like I thought she was a really good horse, right? And she did. And she is. And now it's like, okay. Are you going to lose this? You shouldn't. Listen, I, I've always thought very highly of her, so I'm going to go McCulloch. I'll be really mad if she loses. I honestly, I, I maybe, maybe I'm just like still heartbroken about it just because when she won, I'm the same way. I, you know, we've, we've picked her 
three races in a row, you know, all of them got, got beat. And then she goes and wins that race when I was dead against her. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm just a little, you know, hurt about it, you know? So I just, I can't go back to her, although I get it. And she definitely has a huge chance. Yeah. How about that? It's not a Lexus. I'd like to test drive a Lexus, but it is a Buick. How about that? With the moonlight. I'm going back to her. I don't think I'm, I don't think I picked her. I think I picked, uh, was it Concert Hall? Yeah, Concert Hall, Aiden O'Brien. This this comment kills me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's great. All right. Yeah, Kevin B says, garbage field. Great one, Diana. Deserves better. <laughs> That's the best comment we've ever had on the show. All right. I'm sorry, Jake. I, 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 hope, I hope KS knows he's, he's created a internal joke we're going to run on this show for a long long time oh, <laughs> i'm sorry go ahead go ahead <laughs> i agree I, that diana is diana shit i couldn't i couldn't hold it in i know you get mad when i laugh when you're talking i just couldn't hold that one in yeah you never listen to what i say anyways but how about with the moonlight i i think this horse yeah. last time out we never you know we talked about how bad the tory was right uh last time at the belt you know at belmont the, Gets Buick, Buick back, the regular rider for With the Moonlight for Charles Appleby. He obviously, he did do quite well um, hitting that 75%. And, you know, uh, just seems like another situation like I talked about with Stone Age that she's obviously ran probably too good to lose that day. Um, ran a nice race and just got caught by McCulloch. And do I, I mean, Maybe we'll find out that it's a very similar result. McCulloch actually is that good, and she's figured it all out. But I'm going to go with getting Buick. It's Applebee. He brings her back to run again. I think she gets a job done here. I think she's forwardly placed enough because there's not a huge ton of speed in here. Forwardly placed enough that she makes makes it a little difficult for some of these horses to run down late with you know not having a lot of pressure. I think you're right. I, I think I think I'm going to go too deep, and that's going to be the other one I use. Uh, I I like her a lot, and um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how bad was the Tory, and can Buick be better, or were the horses just not very good in those races? We're going to find out. We'll, you know, Sunday night we'll know the answers to both those questions. We will, and I think you're going to find out a lot about a lot of these divisions. We we we. This this weekend it's a lot about turf, obviously, um, and the classic division. But we're gonna find out a lot about some of these turf horses, especially and where they belong. Can they make? You know, the frustrating part with some of these horses, like, is you, you look at Tis the Bomb, and not not to not to keep going on about that horse, <laughs> but we, we said it all year, right? This is a turf horse. This is like a legit turf horse. Just like if this horse can't get back to form on turf, you've completely you've completely lost any shot of getting back to the breeders cup well, at least with any chance at the breeders cup because of the the need to run in the derby and do that whole deal and so it's unfortunate but hopefully the horse gets back on track this weekend we'll find out again for this race for the saratoga oaks i got number three with the moonlight halterman's got number two mccullough <laughs> man uh yeah ks i don't i mean it, it is what it is, right? I don't know. I, I, I think it's all to each their own. I don't know. If you don't like a, if you want a large field, then it's not your field. 
Um, but you've got you've got Life is Good versus Olympiad and uh, Hot Rod Charlie all in there. I I don't. I'm if you listen to if you listen to the go back and listen to it, you might know if we're excited about it or not. Well, I mean, I think that the whole deal is it's another short field, and I get it. And if you it's an issue, it is for sure. But um, I, I would rather, honest to God, I would rather play the Whitney with that type of field than say the San Diego last weekend because, yeah, it's a big field, but they're all stupid horses, right? <laughs> it's it's just like okay, we got ten, but I, I mean. I don't know. I'm not going to get to Royal Ship. Nope. Never, ever am I getting to Royal Ship. Sorry. It's not but I do get it. And if that, if you don't want to bet short fields, honestly, Del Mar's done a great job getting the larger fields. And they, they've won, as far as a betting product, uh, you know, and giving you a lot of interest to bet on, Del Mar is, is, is winning this summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, no yeah, no sure. argument. Yeah. They've done a great job of getting their mm-hmm. fields. I, I think, um, but from a quality perspective, obviously Saratoga is 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 it. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think because Del Mar could prove to be extremely frustrating. Yeah. But I don't know, like my 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 rebuttal to a lot of the the issue, and I get, I, and trust me, I'm annoyed with it as well at, at times. But when I look at the Whitney, let's just use the Whitney as an example, since we're talking about it, like. I get American Revolution scratching sucks because that was another I, I that's a, a legit horse in there. But let's pretend he's not in let's pretend he's in the race still. Who else who are we missing? So if you if you want if you want a 10 horse field, let's just say. So you need four more horses, right? Because the six horses are in it. You need mm-hmm. four more horses. Okay, flight lines one. You would love to have seen flight line go to the Whitney. Yeah, but, he, but uh, he's just not going to. No, but uh, you know what I mean. Uh, but like, the rest would be filler anyways. Is my point. The 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 problem is like, the whoops, hold on, almost put you in timeout, Kevin. The problem is this: like the Alley Dar was today, so Art Collector and Mass Parade. That's the kind of horse that you're gonna that are on your backside that you can go get to run in this race if they don't have an alley dar, but instead they do. And it gets six horses and the Whitney gets six horses. Mm-hmm. The flip side of it is you're keeping horses on the grounds because maybe our collector goes to West Virginia to run in the governor's cup on Saturday, instead of staying at Saratoga to run the alley dar because they don't want to run against life is good right now. And so that's, yeah, like just that's like, the problem. Just like Kevin said, or mm-hmm. the Charlestown classic or, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so that's, and that's a good point too, because like, we've talked about this a lot on the show. It's like, if you, it's not like it's the Whitney, isn't the Travers, it isn't the Derby, it isn't the a breeders cup, you know, whatever, like those cases, you might run a horse in, a, in one of those races because, Hey, it's the Travers. Why not? Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, I get the Whitney's a big race. Don't get me wrong. But if you're sitting there like, okay, we're going to bring back art collector, to go in there and get thrashed by, yeah. you know, life is good. You know what I mean? Like, or we can go and win today. And mm-hmm. you can't say you blame them, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to? 
willingly enter a horse. Now, if it's, again, if it's Travers and you get to have that little experience, or it's a Derby, or it's a Breeders' Cup race, and yeah, that happens every t- every year where it's like, well, we're just glad to be here. We'll see what happens. You know, in the Whitney, you're trying to you're trying to run well. You have to, to, yeah, you have to kind of put yourself in the owner's shoes. If you own Art Collector, the Whitney is not a great spot for him. So a lot of people are like, well, we got to eliminate all these stakes and and force Art Collector and horses like him to run in the Whitney so we can have better betting interest. That's really not in the best interest of the owners, though, to do that, you know, it, it, because you're, you're taking away spots where they can win, make some money, and move on to maybe try that next time, or, or you know what I mean? So there's give and take to all of this. Um, it is a problem. The problem is it's happening in all of their stakes races. Like, if we had had an eight-field, eight-horse field in the Jim Dandy in – I can't remember all the short races, but there's been a lot of uh, the eight horse field in the in the coaching club. And then we get to this weekend and it's like, well, there's six in the Whitney. I don't think anybody would really worry about that But when it's happening every weekend and it's happening in races where there's not really monsters. Yes, I know Epicenter was great. He wasn't a monster going into the Jim Dandy. There was no reason to be like terrified of him. No. But the problem is you got the Curlin, you got the Haskell. And they're all running on top of each other. But are you going to tell Monmouth not to run the Haskell? No. Are you going to, I mean, the Curlin, maybe it doesn't make sense, but would Artorias wanted to run in the Jim Dandy where they wanted to run him there? Probably not. Right. So they probably just would have searched for an allowance, you know, creative minister. You could have forced to run in the Jim Dandy. I get it, you know, but it's it's just it's a it's a difficult situation because the betters and the owners sometimes it's not what's best for the owners is sometimes not best for the betters and it's it's a problem and when your horse population is shrinking especially when it comes to dispersing them among a bunch of trainers versus a few trainers it's a problem that's almost unavoidable and and everybody says we got to figure this out what is the answer that's the thing i don't have an answer what is the answer? I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, you, when you, especially when you have, like you said, you have a lot of the same trainers. Well, they're not going to, they're going to pick their spots and they're not going to run them all on top of each other. And yeah. But if you have a great horse, why would you not send him to one of the top trainers? Like, are we asking a guy that paid say $800,000 for a yearling uh, to send it to Rob Atris or to send it to, uh, I don't know. Just name name some of these guys who are good good trainers, but they're trying to maximize the value of their horse. If it's a good, talented horse, they're gonna call up guys like Fletcher and Brown and Asmussen. I mean, it's just it's natural. That's what that's what happens. And I don't love it, but that's the reality of it, right? Less horses, more people uh, own them. You know, more uh, less horses, less owners going to less trainers. It creates a huge problem. Look at that. It's uh, 20 to zero. Do you see that? Yeah, I think our bets are good. Blue Bombers won for Magic. Uh, Samish Source won at Del Mar. It looks like the Raiders are going to win for me. Ah, Papa Dude lost his over-under. They did go over uh, that total. So we went three and one again. So another good week. What did he bet? He bet uh, under eight and a half for the Braves and the Mets. And I think they're at like 10 or 12 now. The Mets like blew him out early. Man. Yeah. Um, but he got the oh. Phillies yesterday, so can't give me too much crap about, about it today. 
another uh, another big big day. Yep. Two two uh, it's two for two on the week so far. So yep. Um, all right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the uh, Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. Remember to go get your hands on that inside track to the 2022 Whitney Stakes Wagering Guides. Now available, 12 pages. Covers the Whitney, covers all the stakes action on Saturday at Saratoga, as well as the entire card. All right, we are your destination site for all three horse racing picks to all the horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes. Instagram and Facebook, you can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places you listen to it. Uh, we're also on YouTube as well. So if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. And make sure you hit that like. Subscribe to our channel. And you can watch all our videos, all our any kind of video, all Blinkers Off, all Magic Mics. You can listen and watch on our YouTube page as well. Uh, speaking of the Magic Mike show, they did the Saturday saratoga late pick five so if you want their analysis of that late pick five sequence the great sequence how they're playing it the strategy behind it my guess is i haven't listened to it yet my guess is samish is definitely going to play against one heavy favorite of that sequence well surprise Just surprise samich wasn't on the show so oh <laughs> oh oh yeah that's right Seavers was Hey, Savers, did, did you play against a favorite in, in all of Mike fashion? Let us know. Tell you how <laughs> that, that you can tell how much I watched the Magic Mike, right? Um, <laughs> didn't even know the guy wasn't there. Got to buy Samo bombs, Jared, to find out what what Samich is going to do Saturday. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I thought honestly, I thought that was interesting. I was like, uh, giving giving away the whole pick five there, Somo. Makes sense now. <laughs> No one, <laughs> Magic will just give his picks, and, and then Seavers, you know. Right. Let me know if you have what favors you. Uh, <laughs> that that makes sense. A five dollar ticket makes sense on uh, on Saturday for sure. Yeah, and that and that and to that real quick, uh, we need to end the show because it's hour and a half now. Um, but to that point, Alterman, don't you think you know people like to criticize? these weekends and you and I have found these kind of weekends to be the most profitable whenever you can just pound these multi-race wagers. You can play the pick fives for $5. You can play a pick three for $20 or whatever it is, increase those bases and just hammer the shit out of them. And you know, like you, you can trust that these sort like, if you, if you like, you know, Matt or whatever it is, like you can pound it and, and feel pretty good about yeah. getting those home you know play like a single single two or two single single or whatever it is and then pound it yep yeah you just have to get creative and like I said if you're spending fifty dollars let's say on a on a pick five and you play it for 50 cents spend fifty dollars on the pick five and play it for five or ten dollars and go short in those races and you're probably going to make more money if you hit it than what you would make if you made a 50 cent pick five and you got some like four and five to ones and eight to ones mixed in because you're going to get it for a hell of a lot more times. And that's what you have to do. Um, you know, there's enough in that late sequence with the, with the Belmont Derby, or excuse me, with the Saratoga Derby and uh, the maiden race right after it, maybe, that you might not have to do that, but it still sets up really well. There's other sequences um, that you can do it. And that's what you have to do. Instead of just bitching about something, think about doing something different. 
<laughs> right? I mean, yeah. don't <laughs> play a 50, if you're if you're playing a fifty cent wager, don't then on a multi race thing, then you're doing it wrong on the, especially on that late pick five sequence. Yeah, like, think, you got to get creative. Think, think that's the key. Think about doing something different. Like people are like you know. I can't play. I'm an exacta player, but I can't play an exacta when it's flight line and speaker's corner. Think you, about you doing it, it something different. Think about taking flight line on top and putting one horse underneath that you think is a long shot happy saver that has a shot and play it for $20 straight instead of boxing three horses, you know, like the odds dictate the bets a lot of times. I'm not saying the odds shouldn't really dictate your handicapping, but it dictates your bets. And so it's the same thing here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and to, to the point, like you, when uh, you press your opinions, it's these kind of days you press them because yeah, I love these kind of days personally, because I love really good horses and I love handicapping like the big time races. And even if there's, if there's short fields, like, it is what it is, but I like if I love life is good, I know what life is good is going to do for me today. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I I feel confident in and what you know what how the race is going to play out. Uh, if I'm at Metreya, I I feel very confident. On how, and it's like, and then if it doesn't happen, it's like, well, it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't have a thousand different excuses. It's just you pound it and you try to press your opinion and. Even if it's a, if you have a long shot, if you want, to, or if you want a single Stone Age or something, you know, like do that too. Great um, example, Kevin B. Everybody looked at his Jackie's Warrior. This is ridiculous. What a stupid ass race. He took Jackie's Warrior. He played him straight with knee deep in snow. The Exacta paid great. It's mm-hmm. every race gives you an opportunity. You have to adjust to what the race gives you, and sometimes you're wrong, and sometimes you're right. But as long as you're betting to to the to the to betting what the race gives you, as long as you're doing that, you will win in the long run. <laughs> you can't box Jackie's Warrior and two other horses like you do in maybe the fifth race on Saturday, where there's twelve horses in a turf race and the favorites <laughs> three three to one. Can't do that every time, right? So this race you get to, yeah. it's like okay, I love Jackie's Warrior. You look up the tote. Fuck, he's one to five. Well, I can't bet this race. No, you just take a long shot that you like in second. You bet the exacta for, I don't know what you did, Kevin, but you could bet it for $10, $20. It's going to pay fine. You're going to get four or five to one on that bet. By the way, I met uh, Knee Deep and Snow's owners uh, out that night uh, at Saratoga, and uh, they're looking at the Breeders' Cup uh, uh, sprint. I think he's good enough. So we'll see. Nice. Well, anyway. Um, no, by the way, we do not, whoever someone asks, we don't have a time limit. Uh, but, you know, we've been going for an hour and a half now. And, you know, like we try to keep them at an hour. That's usually our goal. Blinkers off typically is longer than an hour. Uh, fun fact, though, back in the day, 500 and what episode are we on now? 568. Uh-huh. We, do like one, we do like one a week so you guys can do the math. Um, back in the day when like, you know, first 100, we used a third party service. We did. We were too cheap. The site didn't even exist really at that point, and we were too cheap. So like, let's just let's just do it free. It was called Blog Talk Radio. Yep. And I think we had like a, was it a thirty minute or an hour limit? Thirty minutes. And, and it was like, once it's over, it's over, and it would just cut you off. It would just be done. Yep. And so we progress. If you go back and listen to some of those episodes, which don't do it, um, 
you would like we progressively go faster as the show went on because we'd realize oh shit we're getting out of time we're getting out of time and then by the end it would just be flying through the picks and then yeah so there you go yeah when you said out are we on a time limit it, it brought back mental flashbacks to those days but anyways <laughs> final thoughts Halterman of the weekend you're gonna be there how are you approaching it what, what you got going on oh i mean listen it's another great weekend and any, any weekend up here is a good one and and this is other than the Travers, this is the best one. So I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to stress out too much about anything. And uh, I'm going to enjoy being at the greatest racetrack in the world. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a good time, Jared. I mean, that's and I think I advise every one of you to do the exact same thing. Have fun. <laughs> that's what it's all about. I want you to, you know, enjoy yourself. And I also want you to, you know, remember that I saved the company $1,500 or so in flight. So I yes. want you to remember that when I'm there, whenever I'm not there, have a drink or two for me. Cause I don't think you can do, I, I don't think you can do $1,500 in damage, no. but no. <laughs> you, I've seen you get close, but, no. um, but yeah, Pegasus. have fun for me. <laughs> well, maybe we go to the Travers. If, if Kelly gets a horse in there, huh? Oh, uh, we're definitely good. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. We can't miss that. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, make sure you hit like. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be live on Saturday, me and Magic, and probably have a couple guests in there occasionally. Halterman maybe hops on there live from Saratoga, giving us paddock reports. I expect him to look and dress just like Maggie does on Saturday, right? No? Um, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, sure. We'll be live again. I, I don't know the time. I feel like he said somewhere in the – Four, maybe early, maybe around 3 p.m. Central. We'll see. Hmm. Keep an eye out for it. He told me 69 o'clock. Weird. Did, that doesn't surprise me. So. <laughs> I, I kind of expected I wouldn't hear anything from him until Saturday morning. Or Saturday like at 1. Hey, you ready to go live? Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me know. Um, four Eastern. Apparently, he's already got it listed up. See? There you go. 3 o'clock. I was right. <laughs> Nick knows more than I do. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, hit that notification button. Ding! That's right. Make sure you go do that. Again, I'm Jared Welch. He's... Oh, I, think I, was gonna... I was trying to key up. He's Aaron Halterman. I thought you were going to say that he's Mike Sandwich. Anyways. No. Good luck this weekend, guys. Good luck in the win. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> this has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com. Your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 